Cast episode 12. It's your girl, the true lady. I guess. I'm DJ Practical. <laughs> <laughs> and we're spilling all of Pratt's tea. Hey, I, I got soda. I ain't got no tea. <laughs> Take a listen. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> all right, man. You tune in to Cash and See podcast with your girl, a true lady. I think this is episode 12, and in the studio, I have DJ Pratt the Cat. I guess, <laughs> I mean, yeah. man. First of all, welcome, yeah, man. So, have you ever had an interview, Pratt? Never. So, you're gonna tell your story. Uh, I, get, I ain't got no story, you know. I just, you know. You don't have a story. Well, it was in the newspaper all them years, and you know they put my story in the news, the town talk, you know. <laughs> wait, wait, what stories they put in the town Ooh, talk? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Man, now, now let the people know how long you've been actually doing the DJ thing and club owning. Man, I've been DJing since I was fourteen. Yeah. Oh, uh, I got into DJing. Tony Groove, you know, see, I ain't never done but two things in life. That's so dope and DJ. I ain't never had a job. <laughs> Straight up. I ain't never had. I've never filled out a job application. Really? Never went looking for a job, nothing. I started selling dope when I was 12. Damn. And uh, if it wasn't for Tony Groove, you know, he, mm-hmm. you know, I had a, I see, you know, like a lot of things that go on now, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, some stuff that I had done back in the day, you know what I'm saying? Right. I had a trap house back in the day. At 12? No, at 14. Oh, at 14. Yeah, 14. I had a trap house back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. And Tony Groove used to come out there and pick me up all the time. He's like, man, come on, go with me. Come on, go with me. Come mm-hmm. on, go with me. You know what I'm saying? He used to take me on them DJ shows with him. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then I just started liking it. You know what I'm saying? Because he used to come get me all the time. Yeah. Man, I tell people all the time, if it wasn't for him, man, I'd probably be dead in penitentiary somewhere. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, he he the one that got me out of that. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean that, that's a great thing. Yeah, he used to come by that all the time. Somebody just picked me. He had a blue van back then, man. He used to take <laughs> me to Houston and <laughs> everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Just to get me away from what I was doing. You know? Right, right, right. And then he used to talk to me. You know what I'm saying? I used to, you know, you get in the van, you're like, you know, what you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what you mean? What I'm gonna do? You know? Mm. He like, you know, either you gonna, you know, either you gonna keep going or you gonna go out. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? He like, what make you think you gonna make it? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what you mean? What what I think? You know what I'm saying? I'm going Making you like not doing what you're doing, you know. So, you just thought that did you good to sell dope forever? That's all I knew how to do. That's it. That's it. I think I remember one time you told me you were just left out of class, you was like, I'm done with school. Yeah, no, what happened was uh-huh. with, with that issue with, with, with the school, uh-huh. I was in school one day and uh, I had did this, this, I had been DJing for about two years uh-huh. and uh, I had did this team party. Uh, Raymond Rosenthal, they had this building on the on boat now, the Don Theater. Matter of fact, they okay. had that building back then. Yeah. And uh, I had did this team party, and uh, man, it, it must have was like it was like a, a jamboree party. Man, it was must have was like like fifteen hundred kids in there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you know, I had got the money. You know what I'm saying? He had, he had rented me the building, and I had got the money. You know. Mm-hmm. And and that Monday, I went to school. You know, and the teacher was in there talking about. You know, you go to school to get your good education and to do this and do that and to do this here. And I was like, you know, I raised my hand and I was like, okay, well, I understand that's for them broke cats in the back. But, you know, I already got a pocket full of money. So, you know, (laughs) what's happening? You know, he told the teacher that. Yeah. So they put me out and told me don't come back no more. Oh, man. That was Bolton, right? Yeah. Shout out to Bolton. Don't come back no more. (laughs) So that is where um, you started with those teen parties. Because I remember, man, when I was a teenager. I did my first teen party <laughs> on my own when I was 
15. Yeah, 15 finna turn 16. Because mm-hmm. yeah. uh-huh. I remember I used to go to them. You used to do Peabody Cafeteria, uh, the Jamboree parties. They was at every little building you could oh, possibly done, think I of. I done all the high schools, all <laughs> junior high. I done been to all of them. So what made you say, I'm going to do this team money? Was it easy money or was it just you wanted to do something for the kids? No, it's just I didn't see a lot of things that that happened. Believe it or not, I got through into that stuff. Mm. You know what I'm saying? See, uh, Raymond Rosenthal and Carol, this lady named Carol, mm-hmm. uh, they, they the ones turned me on to them team parties. You know, Raymond had Socrates, the club back in the day, yeah. and he was doing that, but he had the Don Theater too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they was getting that club money, and then you know they just threw me in there because I was, you know, they liked it the way I DJ. So right. they just like threw me in the team party deal. You know what I'm saying? They was like, we are gonna see how it work. You know what I'm saying? You can get the money. Just give us a little something for the building, you know. If it don't make no money, you know, just Mm-mm. oh well, you know. Right. And that's how it happened. And you just been keeping going ever since. Ever since, yeah. Yeah, cause I mean, you've been you've been at this for a while. Like, like I, uh, I think uh, my first time going to a party, I had to be either like fourteen or fifteen. Man, I, I be seeing people now, you know what I'm saying? They, they be, you know what I mean? And, and it make me feel old, you know? Man, I remember my grandma used to go to prep. What? What? Man, don't tell me that, man. Yeah. Man, so, you know, not only did you do the team parties, you had the clubs. Um, You had Socrates at one time, no, right? No, 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 You didn't no, have Socrates? No, 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 no. Let me tell you how I got in the club business. Okay, yeah. The club business, I, I, I had played for a lot of other people that had clubs, mm-hmm. but the way I got in the club business was out there at that Lexus. Mm-hmm. Bruce had the Lexus mm. at the time, you know what I'm saying? They had, uh, you know, Todd and them had it first, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, he had, uh, you know, some bad issues, you know what I'm talking about? And then Bruce came and got it, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? And then when Bruce came and got it, you know what I'm saying, the, the people came at him. And me and Bruce was cool, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Kelvin Brown, you know, his name was Kuby. He used to live with me. Yeah. That's how I got in contact with That's how I met Bruce, you know what I'm saying? Him and Bruce was good friends, and Bruce had got the club mm-hmm. and was looking for a DJ. Hmm. Well, Kuby used to live with me, you know what I'm saying? So Kuby, you know, had told Bruce, hey, man, you need to get Pratt in there, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because I used to sell mixtapes back then, too. And yes. all the hood used to get my tapes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so... I met Bruce like that, and then Bruce put me in the club. And then, you know, Bruce had a little downfall. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I called him one day, and, I, you know, matter of fact, he called me. I said, well, Bruce, you know, what you want me to do with the club? He said, man, you can have it. Just yeah. give my mom and dad or something, you know what I'm saying, until the license run out, and then you can go from there. You know what I'm saying? And me and Tucker took that and ran to the sky with it. Ran with it. Yeah. Yeah, because, um, so do you have Lexus? Uh, I'd had just about all of them. Boomerang. Parties on. I done had them all. Yeah. Like anybody that didn't had a building in here that we in Alexandria was now you know I done moved around. I done just about had them all. Right. Yeah. So which which spot you had the best run in? Ah, uh, that boomerang was a fool. Yeah. See, a lot of people, a lot of people remember strawberry. Yeah, I remember strawberry. You know, strawberry was a tune, a turned down version. Really? Oh yeah, that was a turned down version of a boomerang. What? Yeah, that that was a turned down version. Yeah. But see, by the time it had got to be strawberry, mm-hmm. you know, I had had some issues with the people. You know, what I'm saying they they had ran in there when it was boomerang. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the the people were scared to come back in there, so I flipped it to kingfish to a white club. Mm. And and then. And it was 1,500 of them come. So everything was going along smooth until the black folks figured out it was still me. Right, right. So now I got 1,500 black folks and 1,500 white folks too. <laughs> and then <laughs> he come the police again. Yeah, yeah so he come the police again. So 
Then when the police come the third time, you know, I had a friend of mine that used to have strawberry down there on Lake Martin Road. Matter of fact, me and him been friends 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I, yeah. I, yeah, I caught Bobby. I'm having some problems, man. You know what I'm saying? And then that strawberry down there had quit for him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he came up here, put the papers in his name, and we went back to the sky again, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, y'all brought the yin-yang twins, oh, yeah. bone crusher. Yeah, but see, that was that was the strawberry day. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? See that's them, what I remember. Yeah, see, them, see a lot of people, you know, like a lot of my hear them talk about the strawberry, that boomerang was a fool. That boomerang was what it was. <laughs> That's what it was. Oh, yeah, that boomerang was what it was. <laughs> Man, look, so Corey B uh, told me, he was like, y'all used to leave out of there with trash cans full of money. Man, believe it or not. <laughs> and, and, you know, I ain't bragging, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't bragging, but man, I'd have had some good days in the nightclub business, you know what I'm saying? Better than most, you know what I'm mm-hmm, talking about? Right. Man, that boomerang was so good, man. We used to collect the money. Man, Tucker. Mm-hmm. Old man Tucker, you know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, my daddy the one started it. Yeah. You know, my daddy used to come, my mom and daddy used to come there and help me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, the, the money was coming, the money was coming so fast back then. It was coming because everybody had some money. Right. Cash register just was too slow. <laughs> so my daddy had went and got some big cardboard boxes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one for the hundreds, one for the 20s, one for the 50s, one for the fives, one for the 10s. Yeah. And, and it was some big cardboard boxes. Like, it looked like a, they was like about two, three feet tall. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then, you know, then we had, you know, boxes full of money. You know, it man, it, it was like, you know, that movie Blow? Yes. That's what it was like. Oh, shit. That's what it was like. <laughs> Y'all was getting it. What? That was, <laughs> you know, that's why a lot of people say them strawberry, that them, them boomerang, boomerang days was a fool. Yeah. They yeah. used to come from everywhere. Uh, Florida, Mississippi, Texas. It was from everywhere. So, you know, speaking of Texas, man, you had like a Houston Connect. Man, let me tell you how I got that. Yes. How was that established? <laughs> Tony Groove used to take me to Houston mm-hmm. with him. He would go over there. And he would take me to Houston with him, you know, when he used to come get me. Right. And uh, he had some friends over there, and he would go chill with his friends. Mm-hmm. So while he was with his friends, you know, I would go out, you know, go to the clubs and go see what was going on, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And uh, one time I was, uh, I went to uh, this club called uh, Carrington's. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the DJ that was DJing would say, I want to welcome DJ Screw in the house. And he raised his hand up, and he was standing right next to me. Oh, snap. Yeah. See, I've been knowing Screw. I got cool with Screw way back when Charles was his man's cousin, was his yeah. man. You know what I'm what? saying? Before, oh, yeah, I've been knowing Screw way before when they first had got started. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then that's how I met all the rest of them through him. You know mm. what I'm saying? But that's how I got the, the Texas hookup. We used to, to, Groove used to carry me over there so much. Right. You know what I'm saying? That every time I would go over there, I would meet somebody. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So then I started saying, well, shoot, well, look here. Give me something. As a matter of fact, I tell you what got them Screw tapes here. Mm. One day I went over there and screwed him, had them tapes. He gave me like a whole milk crate full of them. Damn. Yeah. And just said, man, take them with you. You know what I'm saying? Like 20, 30 tapes. And then this was the funny part. Me and Groove had been going over there a while. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that was the last time me and him went. Because I told Groove, I said, yeah, man, I got no screw tapes. We can listen to it all the way back to Alexandra. He said, we ain't going no more. And that was the last time me and him went together. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, because, you know, I used to go over there and get the hood music and stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. But a lot, all that Texas hookup, I met. You know, going over there with him. You know wow. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, man, how was it? To, I mean, we everybody, you know, adores DJ Screw. He's, you know, forever a legend. So, how was it to actually work with him, be hands-on with him, be face-to-face with him? Like, how was the experience? 
Well, you know, back then, back then they was getting it. They was they was from the streets. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And and what made me get on with them? Cause you know I was from the streets too. You know what I'm saying? So right. that what made us connect. You know what I'm saying? And then I started. I was DJing already. And then what really made me and him be friends was one time he was like. Uh man, how you how you, you know we came? To, I brought him for a show, mm-hmm. and uh, over at that VFW. Yeah, oh, and then uh, yeah, at the VFW on Third <laughs> Street. Yeah, he came over here one time. Him and Kiki and all of them came. Yeah, and uh, he said, "I said, man, you gonna play a while or what?" He said, "Man, but I play different from everybody else." He said, "Man, I hook my turntables up backwards." I said, "That's how I hook mine up too." Mm. And me and him got to be cool ever yep. since then. Yeah, really. Uh huh. Wow, man, it's crazy just yeah. to know that. Like I mean. I know I at one point in time I made an attempt to, you know, try to chop his screw music. Hey, you know <laughs> I learned one thing from him. I learned one thing from him. You know, anybody can do it, but you know, it ain't a screw less screw did it. Right, you know what it, I'm exactly. Yeah, it wasn't a screw less he did it. You know what I'm saying? He used to have an issue with that with a lot of people, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. People that used to do it the same style, but you know, they and would put screw on it, you know. Yeah, it wasn't a screw less it was him, you know. All right, so like um not only were you cool with you know, screw was it like some thug Kiki? I, I met them. I met well, Kiki was with with screw. You know what I'm saying? But right. Slim Thug, the, they was off the north. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got. Let me see. How did I meet Slim Thug? Them. Um, this cat named Omar mm-hmm. that was over there in Houston. Matter of fact, I met him through Groove, mm-hmm. and him and all them cats off the north was cool. Yeah. So that's how I met, you know, Slim Thug, Lil Mario, mm. Watts. That's how I met all, all them, of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Uh, off the north. Yeah. Yeah. So did you ever have come in contact with Pimp C and? Oh yeah, yeah. I did UGK. I did UGK in concert a couple of times. Really? Yeah. I did Pimp them in concert a couple of times. I remember the the very first time I done him. And uh, matter of fact, that was that was through a friend of mine. Me and him had been cool for a long time. His name was Tavesta Scott. He was mm-hmm. the vice president of No Limit. Mm. And me and him was cool before he was the vice president of No Limit. Really? Yeah. He used to do concerts in Baton Rouge down there at Cajun Hall mm-hmm. on a Thursday night. And I mean, on a Friday night. He would do them on a Friday, and I would back door and do them on, on a Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, uphill. So, you know what I'm saying? He had called me one day. He said, Man, I got uh, UGK and ESG mm. Friday. You want to do them that Saturday? I'm like, Yeah, I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's when I met Pimp C. You know what I'm saying? Was was that day. And then me and him got to be cool. Yeah. Well, matter of fact, me and Bum B got to be cool, more cool than me and Pimp. Pimp was, <laughs> Pimp was <laughs> he was a character. He was a character. Oh, yeah, he was a character. He was cool, but he was a character. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Well, you still kind of keep keep that emotion now, you know. If someone does a does a concert, you bring them here the next day or whatever. That's, so that's just yeah, a pattern well, you know, that you keep. Well, you know the game didn't change now. You know what I'm saying? Really? Because oh yeah, you, you you know you got a lot of cats that you know they do them concerts and you know they be feeling some type of way about that piggyback. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know they if they got them, they don't want them to go be nowhere else. You know, the same night or the next night or the day, even that same weekend, you know. And we used to do that all the time back in the day. But, I mean, that, that gives a chance for everybody to really eat, though. Right? Yeah, but, you know, some of them concert promoters now, nah, man, you know, I done seen them. I done seen them all shapes, sizes, and colors, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, matter of fact, you know, matter, the last issue I had with the piggybacking, you know what I'm saying, was with a cat down there in Baton Rouge. They had Jeezy down there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, matter of fact, and I never called them. They called me, you know what I'm saying? You know, oh, yeah, I, I don't never call none of them artists. They always call me. Wow. So, anyway, the people with Jeezy them had called me. 
and uh, had wanted to pick it back to show. Mm-hmm. But the dude that had the club down there in Baton Rouge, well, he was renting the club that was promoting the show. Right. He had had an issue with it. You know what I'm saying? So he had called his attorney, you know what I'm saying? Because he had to sue to get the show the first time. What? Oh, yeah. So my thing is this. Okay, BR, two hours away. Yeah. Who do you really think from Alexandria is going to get in their car and make their drive? Uh, when you'd be surprised when you know it's here. You'd be su- See, th- this was the problem. Mm-hmm. See, being on a radio station that I'm on, right. you can hear it all over the state. Right. Baton Rouge can hear us up here, mm-hmm. but we can't hear Baton Rouge. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> See, that's the killer part. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I was going to ease into that because, um, you know, not only do you promote, you know, clubs and do your concerts, but you DJ on the radio. You've been, you know, standing still with that for a while Man. now. Let me, let me tell you why I got on the radio. Yes, please elaborate. <laughs> Man, I wasn't I wasn't thinking about radio sideways because I was getting mine in the street. Right. I go buy me some radio advertising for something I had to do, and if not, I put me some flies out, and that's what it was, you know. Mm-hmm. But the way I got the reason I got into radio was because things had started changing. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then. People that like when I would open up the club and have events going on mm-hmm. by me putting the radio commercials on the radio, people would come to the door at the club and they wouldn't know what was going on. You feel what I'm saying? They was just coming just because that's where everybody was coming. Right. I have specials and stuff going on and they wouldn't know what it was. They so was just there. yeah, it was just there. Mm-hmm. So I went on the radio to give people something to listen to, mm-hmm. so they'll hear the commercial. Right. And that was my initial reason for going on the radio to give people a reason to listen to the radio. To find out what's exactly going on at the club. So they'll hear the commercial. Yeah, because those legendary prank commercials, they something yeah, else. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? All the way to the top <laughs> yeah. of the cup. Oh, you should have heard the first one. See, you don't, see, you don't remember. See, you you know, you, you're a little bit young. Right, right. You, you, don't, you don't know the first ones, man. I tell you what. <laughs> them first ones Them first ones used to be so hilarious Yeah Man I used to have this little Casio keyboard mm-hmm. And we used to With the little keyboard Oh man that commercial used to be hilarious <laughs> Yeah Yeah I remember uh, I think Corby had told me one time You had the commercial You was just saying You could bring anything into the club yeah. And you oh, just man. really had it on the radio Oh man we used to wild out <laughs> Oh yeah It was, it was, it was the that was that was the wild out days. All right, man. So yeah, yeah, you you've been getting it for a minute. So then, from doing the commercials, you turned it into. How did you turn the commercials into you DJing onto the radio? No, no, no. See the commercials. The commercials. I I always was doing my own. Ra- I had been right. doing my own radio commercials way before I got on the radio. Exactly. The the radio commercials on the radio was you know like to promote the parties that I was doing even though I wasn't on there mm-hmm. like I said the reason I got on the radio was because people wasn't listening to the radio you feel what I'm saying mm. I was running commercials and people didn't know what the special was oh, you know what I'm saying they, right. like I have a special for dollar this or free this that and the other and people would come to the door with money in their hand well it's free you know what I'm saying so you know what I'm saying why you know you didn't hear the commercial they're like nah I didn't hear the commercial mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so I had to go I said well I, I'm gonna have to go on radio or yeah. do something you know what I'm saying and Jay Stevens and you know Charlie and Tell over there you know sent up broadcast and they mm-hmm. gave me my first opportunity on radio you know yeah. what I'm saying cause at first I didn't think that I could go on the radio, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just didn't, you know. I yeah. and one day they called for me, they sent, you know, for me to come holler at them, you know what I'm saying? And and the 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 way the deal was made was funny. Mm-hmm. You know how you know you walk up the stairs at Central yeah. Broadcasting. Well, Taylor and 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 Jay was standing at the at the top of the stairs. And we ain't going to office. Or, yeah, that's where it was made, right? Look here, we won't put you on radio. What you want to do? I'm I'm all right. What time? Really? <laughs> and that's the way it started. Wow. Yeah. And how long have you been on the radio? Two, 16 years. Yeah, that's about, that's about 
right. 16 years. That's about right. Yeah, because I mean, I remember tuning in. You used to have the 5 o'clock hour, you know. The oh, day. I was on there all day. All one time. <laughs> 12 o'clock, 5 o'clock, <laughs> 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 9 o'clock, <laughs> right. 3 in the morning. I've been on there all night, all day, all night. Every time you look around, pray. I was on the radio. Chuck, exactly. Chuck. <laughs> yeah, I was on the radio. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, like, how how do you think uh, you're, you're still relative now? In 2016 Well You know you you know like it, It's kind of like the keyboard mm-hmm. You know the keyboard that, that we use now the English keyboard Is not the best configuration for a keyboard mm-hmm. They have another configuration that's better Than the one that we use every day mm. But that's the one that's most promoted Right right so you know what I'm saying Pratt is like that just the most promoted Most promoted yeah, most out saying? there Yeah that's it Yeah cause I mean people then they flock to you Well You know Consistency mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying If you consistent With doing what you do The same thing People gon If if you good at it People mm-hmm. gon You know what I'm saying They gon They gon gravitate to it You know what I'm saying Exactly If you good at what you do You know what I'm saying Cause you know You got a lot of cats that's been doing it And you know I didn't seen them come I didn't seen them go And some of them I didn't sent You know what I'm saying <laughs> You know so you know I didn't been here Through a lot of storms You know right. what I'm saying I didn't seen These people come You know they, they You know and Some of them tell me You know hey look here You know we gonna come here We finna take over well, Alright you know and you cut the water off <laughs> Four five months later I t- gone <laughs> Because uh, Cause this is how it was for me I went to the team parties I was and I grew up. I was like, damn, I'm so old to go to the team parties. And, and you know what? <laughs> Start going to the club. That was my schematic. Yeah. <laughs> I, I catch them. I catch them fresh. Mm-hmm. I catch them fresh while they in high school. Uh huh. And see if they in high school. You know what I'm saying? If they in high school and they going and they coming to Pratt parties. Well, if they've been coming to Pratt parties for three or four, five years in high school, well, that's how it the, is. The next step is the club. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So you know, it, it was kind of I was catching them early. You know, right? But now you know nowadays. You know what I'm saying? I quit. Doing the team parties, man, because them kids they just got too wild yeah, with it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They went to shooting, out of fighting. You know what I'm saying? I could kind of deal with the fighting, but mm-hmm. when they went to shooting and all that, you know what I'm saying? I, I just, I just wasn't the one to just do a team party and say, yeah. you know, okay, somebody's child got killed or shot at one of Pratt parties. Right, so that's right. why I just stopped. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I just stopped doing them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I would tell other people, you know, friends of mine that you know they would feel like, well, let me hit me a lick with these team parties. Say, man, it ain't like it used to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? It ain't what it used to be, you know what I'm saying? And they used to fight like wolves back then. Mm-hmm. But you know, nah, they didn't got into some other stuff, you know what I'm saying? They yeah. shooting and fighting and and shooting it out and I just ain't, you know, that just ain't me. I ain't I ain't going to do it, you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, it no ain't that serious. To, you don't want your name associated with that. No, cuz I didn't been hooked up, you know, people know, you know, I didn't had some issues with, you know what I'm saying, nightclubs and stuff mm-hmm. going on, you know what I'm saying? I just wasn't going to hook nobody kids up with that, right. you know what I'm saying? You know, it just wasn't that serious, you know. Yeah. Um now see my thing was I went from the team parties and I went to Good Times Cafe. Um, oh, you was late, man. Yeah, I was here. Yeah. Was, was late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh in between the red lights. Like um I think that's I'm going to say that's a staple in our community to be honest with you. I mean cuz Good Times was man, only you know, thumping. Man, you know that 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 Good Times, you know, I, right now, I could open it up right now. All mm. the lights are still good. All the permits still good. The mm-hmm. utilities on, cable on, the telephone, everything on. Right, no matter of mm-hmm. fact, the beer coolers on. Everything right now. Everything. Everything <laughs> still on in there right now. Yeah. The lawn, everything on right now. Mm-hmm. I could open it up tomorrow if I wanted to. And people gonna come. 
Well, the reason I closed it up, man, it was just so many issues out there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I just couldn't get past every time you look around, another issue, another mm-hmm. issue. Another, so I just got tired of that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I think I remember one time, I think it was a, a guy got shot at, at the bank across from there. And see, they never got shot. It wasn't at the no, no, no. They always got shot. Just chumped from, it together. From something. No, what happened was they always got shot from something that stems from somewhere else. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, he was over on that stove parking lot, at the bank parking lot, mm-hmm. across the street. You know, it was just, it was never, it happened on 2837 Lee Street. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It always was somewhere else, but they would always put it on me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or it happened at Good Times Cafe. I'm like, no, it didn't. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, because I remember that. I was like, nah, dude was at the bank, but you could close Good Times for a while. Yeah, and then you had started started slowly opening it back up, and uh, I would go in there on Fridays because it wasn't mm-hmm. a it wasn't a crowd of people. Yeah, but you know, it, Saturdays was starting to grow again. But um, how did you make good times? I, I mean, we know it's not that big, but you made it seem like it was just the best thing smoking in Alexandria. You had to be in there. Well, you, you had to go there in between it, the red lights. Everything I do, I try to make it like that. I, right. you know, see to me, see to me, the size don't make don't didn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, size, location, none of that stuff made me a difference. You know right. what I'm saying? You know, people would talk about you know places that I would get like, man, that's in a bad location. People ain't coming there. I'm like, I'm I'm about the spot The location I mean they coming Wherever I'm gonna be at You know mm-hmm. Location never made me A difference You know I'm gonna make it look like You know what I'm saying It gonna be the biggest thing Like the world's foul You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying And people gonna come And that's what it's gonna be You know what I'm saying And, and, and you know what's funny You know A lot of the, the The promotions And the stuff That I came up with Mm-hmm Man, for the club, believe it or not, man, I got it from crackheads, man, straight up. <laughs> really? Man, no joke, man. I ain't gonna even lie to you. In man, between the red lights? Man, hold no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> remember that? Remember that helicopter fuel? Yes. Man, I used to play dominoes. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying with these with these dope heads? You know what I'm saying with these crackheads? You know. <laughs> and 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 one night, one of them say, "Man, I got to go, man. I got to go get me a piece of helicopter fuel." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I said, "Okay, helicopter fuel." Huh? I said, "What is that?" He say, "Well, you know, a helicopter just gonna go." Straight Straight up and come back down. You ain't gonna get seven forty seven. <laughs> you get helicopter eye. So a helicopter fuel, man. All that crazy stuff, man. You know what really? I'm saying? Oh yeah. I mean, I diving think, off the top of the refrigerator. Yeah, that's all, the one. All that man came. Well, the, the diving off the top of the refrigerator came from uh from a dude. I was in jail. Mm-hmm. We was in jail. We was at the ho- we was in the holding tank. Yeah. And uh and it's a funny story. This guy had came in there, brought this guy in there. And uh, he had beat his old lady up Some big grain fed white boy They brought him in there mm. He beat his old lady up And uh, he was on the telephone Trying to apologize mm. In the holding tank And one of them little dudes That was in there Said man Ain't no use you calling home now You got a nigga over there Trying to dive off top of the refrigerator <laughs> On your old lady <laughs> So you know That's where I got that from You know <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, because I mean those phrases, they I mean they stick with you. Because mm-hmm. like man, but back back to good times real quick. Because you couldn't get down Lee Street. Cars yeah. was everywhere. Yeah, I had some good days at good times. I had some good days over there. And it was literally literally like uh, Easter Sunday or something at night. Yeah, it was that every week. Every you know? yeah. every week at and good sometimes times. two three nights a week. Because mm-hmm, yeah. I mean you was open Wednesdays. Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. 
Man, I remember I used to be open every day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People come. I, I when I had Atlantis mm-hmm. down there where uh, three one eight at. Mm-hmm. Man, I used to open on Monday night. You know, really? I, oh, yeah, I used to get a, a a stupid crowd on a Monday. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Yeah. But why can't that be done again now? Times and things and change. People didn't change. You know what I'm saying? It's just you know people not into nightclubbing like they used to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then you know. Back then, everybody had some money. You right. know what I'm saying? See, you know that 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 crack when you know when they were selling that crack. You know, everybody had some money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the drugs didn't change now, so you know what I'm saying it just ain't. You know, Make it ain't what, no, it ain't nowhere close to being like it used to be. No. Yeah, so the dope, the dope game definitely ain't the oh, same. Oh no, uh, uh-uh, <laughs> no, uh, uh-uh, no, it ain't nothing like it used to be. Yeah, because no. people used to get it back in the day. Yeah. All right, so I, I want to talk about the Boosie concert. <laughs> okay So We know That was what 2015 That was last year Yeah something Yeah last year And um I mean just a lot Went on With this situation It was like Oh Brad taking our money Brad this He ain't show up The dates kept changing Let me tell you like this here Break it down to the people So they can understand From your point of view In 26 years I ain't never took no money From nobody You yeah. know what I'm saying I ain't never had a concert where the people didn't show up and mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. You know what I'm saying? Boosie showed up. Right. That fire marshal showed up. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? He the one that showed out that night. You know, mm-hmm. it was just too many people. You know what I'm saying? And he yeah. wasn't. And, and at the time, believe it or not, see the fire marshal, he wasn't really tripping. But the ones that was on the inside, mm-hmm. it was the ones that was on the outside. Right. It was so many people outside, and he was like, well, what you going to do with all them on the outside? Mm. You know what I'm saying? See, the fire marshal was wanting me to go ahead and put the show on mm-hmm. and get it over with. Right. I'm like, I can't do that. I got people out there that's got tickets that done spent their money. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, you know, that was my decision to shut it down mm-hmm. and reschedule a day. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Because it just was too many people. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, because people had parked all the way to Walmart. Walmart. Yeah. That's a and good little hike. All the way past the Coliseum, both lanes, mm-hmm. trying to get there. Yeah. yeah. And it already was a thousand people in the building. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the line was all the way out to, to that ice house out there. You know what I'm saying? So Damn. it just was, yeah, it was just too many people. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, see, the thing is, they, they wanted to have. What happened was the fire marshal came in and he he wanted to to, to do a head count. No, so I, I didn't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I, but I was trying to get a good understanding of okay, if you come in here and do a head count, well, how long it's gonna take you to do this? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's, it's you and, and and these other three, two three people that you got with you. You know what I'm saying? So he got on the phone and he got to calling a bunch of different people, which I didn't know who he was calling. Mm. You, you feel what I'm saying? So right. you know, see, my thing is if I'm in a nightclub. You know, anytime I do something, a lot of people don't understand it. Anytime I make a call on something, I'm making the best call for the situation. You exactly. feel what I'm saying? See, I didn't know who they was calling. I didn't know who they was getting on the phone to come do a head count. So mm-hmm. the best thing to do was to just shut it down and do it all over again. Because you think they could have brought, you know, they could have, it could have actually turned into a raid. Whoever it could have actually calling. turned into anything. Yeah. You, you feel what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I didn't know who they was calling. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, you know, but me and the fire marshal, we didn't got to be pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you good, know? oh good. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We real good. You know what I'm saying? Got the lemon raised up and everything. We we cool as a fan now. Well, that's good. Yeah. Man. So, you know, there were these dates where, okay, Boost is coming. He didn't come, or we gonna reschedule. Well, after that, he had started having some problems mm-hmm. with his with his parole people. See, and this is the thing with me. Mm-hmm. 
I had already knew what was going on, but I wasn't gonna put his business out there like that. Right. You feel what I'm saying? You know, if if, if he wanted people to know what his business was, he was gonna tell him himself. Mm. You know, people was mad with me like I was, you know, jacking him around because he would say this day, that day, this day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you know, every time he'd get scheduled to come, his parole officer wouldn't give him, you know, the the, the thing to leave town. You, you know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, to leave town. Mm. So you know, a couple of times, you know, we did all we could do to try to get. His parole officer out there in Atlanta to, to, to give him a clearance to leave, but they just wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some of them days they just wouldn't let him leave. You know, we'd be in a schedule to show, right. and then he'll go to get the clearance to leave, and they just wouldn't give it to him. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because the crazy thing about me at that time, because you know, I blog and I write about everything, mm-hmm. it wasn't just happening to you. It was, but it was, see, it was a I, lot of but, places. But, the, but I was the first one it happened yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people thought that, well, you know, well, since that. Pratton took people money and you know mm-hmm. Boose ain't did the show and he ain't getting nobody their money back you know what I'm saying but when I talked to him that night mm-hmm. you know the night of the, the fire marshal came you know we had agreed to you know to redo the show you know what right, I'm saying right. you know I gave him the rest of his bread you know what I'm saying he said okay well we'll just do another day yeah. well in between that and the other day he had started having some issues you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying so you know I just wasn't gonna put his business out there like that cause you know I respect him you know what I'm saying right. he hustling just like everybody else you know what I'm saying exactly. so I, I just wasn't gonna do that to him you know what I'm talking about so you know when he got on there and he told people what the issue was well, you know, then people start seeing, you know, what was going on. Then they start seeing he was, uh, it was happening at other places. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the only one. I was just the first one. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because um, I think it happened in Texas a couple times and a few different places yeah. in North Carolina. It was like it, it, you weren't the only one, but no. people weren't trying to see that. Well, they couldn't see it at the time. <laughs> they was, you know, that's, that's why when I, you know, when I put when I put a statement out there on on, on the internet about it, I say, you know, in the end, you'll see. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna keep it a hundred with you. You mm. know what I'm saying? You know, I ain't gonna just, you know. Explain in detail what it is, but in the end, you will see right. that I'm keeping it a hundred. You know what I'm saying? So, like before this, you never had an issue with fire marshal, right? Oh yeah, I didn't oh, have several okay. issues with him several different places. But at at Eight Town West. Oh no, that was the first issue I had with him out there. So what made them come there that particular night? I have no idea. I'm quite sure somebody. Well, they, well, I tell you what. Mm-hmm. After a while, me and him got cool. You know what I'm saying? And I'm quite sure somebody had called him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And told him what the deal was. You know? That's crazy. Yeah. Because I mean, you have been promoting this since uh, I think Boosie was supposed to come in Fe- February, March, in March, March seven. But you was yeah. promoting like from November. I promoted in January. I started oh, okay. Because it, yeah. it was it, it was constantly in your face. Boosie coming. Boosie coming. So everybody yeah. was just hype about it. Like, oh man, mm-hmm. Boosie getting just got out of jail. He finna come to Alexandria. Yeah. That was his before. first nightclub show. Mm-hmm. Since he got out of jail, because at first he wasn't gonna do no more nightclub shows, right. you know what I'm saying? And that was his first one. But you had the first show in Lafayette too, right? But that was Bobby. Oh, okay, yeah, it's Bobby, Bobby Kanye's yeah, show. Bobby, yeah. Okay, uh-huh. yeah, because yeah, um, that was at the the Cajun Dome, right? Cajun Dome. Yeah. yeah, that was that was the very first show. Yeah, when yeah. he, I mean, just was out yeah. and fresh out, fresh yeah. out. Yeah. So, um, of course, I mean, I know you said you had connects in Houston. I know you had connects. Everywhere in Louisiana, I met a bunch of people. <laughs> I met a bunch of people. Yeah, and you've made you've actually made people some stars. The ghetto superstar. I'm gonna say it like that. Well, you know, I just do me with their music. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. See, one thing about it, if you got good music, it's gonna fly on its own. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? All you need is somebody to push it. You right. know what I'm saying? 
And you know A lot of them cats I push their music And you know what I'm saying If it's gonna fly It's gonna fly You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying And I tell I, And I be straight up with them I tell them man if, if it don't fly It's cause you didn't either Put no groundwork behind it mm-hmm. Or it just wasn't what it is You know what I'm saying Right You know it ain't cause I didn't play it You know what I'm saying Right It ain't cause you ain't do your part Yeah it ain't cause I ain't do my part Exactly Cause I remember like You know like Back to these commercials <laughs> You would be like uh, Down bad in the building coming Level coming Or uh, whoever And in my mind I'm thinking like Man these people famous <laughs> but that's how I got older. Well, they was famous, you know. <laughs> okay, get a superstar. Yeah, they was famous. They still famous. <laughs> I was like, man, down bad for the come. I used to be like so excited about going to see these people come perform. Mm-hmm. I think uh, uh, what was Mouse uh, Group? Three Deep. Three Deep, man. I yeah, remember but see, that the thing show. Is, but the thing is. In Alexandria, who else was doing concerts for him Nobody. on a regular basis? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Like that. That was not happening in this area. There was the yeah. entertainment here. Yeah. For a long and time. And see, a lot of people don't understand. You know, anybody can do a concert, right? Because you got a lot of people that 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 do them. Mm-hmm. But it's not just doing a concert. You know what I'm saying? You got to. It's it's a total circle You know what I'm saying? Everything right. got to be just right. Mm-hmm. The atmosphere got to be right. The location. Mm-hmm. The group. You, you, the whole thing got to be right, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, to make it work. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. That's why you know you have a lot of people that do concerts and they don't work. You know right. what I'm saying because the whole thing, you know, it wasn't a complete circle. You know what I'm saying. A lot of people that think all you got to do is just bring the group and it's gonna work. You know what I'm saying. That's more, a whole lot more to it than that. It's a little bit more work. Oh yeah. Yeah, you you gotta, um, like you said, just deliver the whole package and make yeah. people interested. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of packages, I I know with the Boosie show and Kevin Gates show, all these were going on at the same time. You know, artists were coming to perform mm-hmm. and open up local artists, mm-hmm. and they were upset about you know the prices that you put out saying, hey, if you want to open up for Boosie and this then the third. Okay, here's the deal about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you got something mm-hmm. and you put a price on it, right, and that belongs to you. Exactly. It's up to me whether I want to pay or not. Mm-hmm. I can't get mad with you because you set a price <laughs> on what you got. You know what I'm saying? That, right. You know what I'm saying? That's that's you know that, what I don't understand is how how can a person regulate what you set a price on on mm-hmm. your stuff? You know what I'm saying? If 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 you got something and you got it for sale, mm. or you you trying to sell it to somebody, mm-hmm. and you put a price on it. You feel what I'm saying? Right. That's just what it is. If you don't want to pay it, move around to the next stop. You know what Man, I'm saying? I mean, That's like me going to the car lot mm-hmm. and, and look at the sticker in the window of the car and say, oh, I, don't, I, ain't, uh, I ain't finna. That's too long. I can't pay that. Right. You know what I'm saying? You think they're going to peel that stick out the window and put another in there? No. Move around. Yeah. Keep, you know? Keep it pushing. Yeah. You might need to go to the, you know, if you can't afford this one, you might need to go to, you know, over there somewhere, you know? <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, they were really, you know, outraged. Few of them. And well, I mean, blew social media up about it. Few of them, and it, it, it didn't bother you. It one bit. It didn't bother you about not at all. Any backlash that you've ever received not on social media, because nope. it's it's just there. You can log it's just, out. That's it. That's it. Man, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. When it when it comes to social media and, and and people throw things at me, you feel what I'm saying? All they did was just throw something at me. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? You know that don't none of that bother me one way or the other. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna respond to it. I ain't gonna We ain't gonna get No argument about it mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying Them your feelings Right And what you thinking 
and that's your Instagram or Facebook, mm-hmm. and that's your keyboard to type on, and that's your business. You right. know what I'm saying? So that's the way I look at it. Right. You can say all you want to yeah, say. Yeah, you can say all you want to say. That's your business. You know? Your keyboard, your business. Don't make me a hill of beans difference one way or the other. Right. Yeah. Because you're you going to keep on pushing. Oh, yeah. I'm going to keep doing what I got to do anyway. Regardless. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So what, what's the come for Pratt now? Like, what's what's now? What's going on for you now? The <laughs> same thing been going on Hustling <laughs> You know what I'm saying So I mean any ideas or any shows or Oh I'm always have a show coming You know what I'm saying Yeah I'm gonna do a show You know what I'm saying Till it's over with You know what I'm talking <laughs> about I'm gonna always have some kind of show Right You know How do you feel about people saying That you keep bringing the same artists Over and over to the city Okay here's the thing about that I hear people say that you bring the same practice, you bring the same people over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the thing. What I try to do is I try to provide some entertainment at a reasonable price mm-hmm. where everybody can come to. Right. Now, it might be a level, a fox, a mouse. But them the ones that, you know what I'm saying, 15, 20, you know what I'm saying, that, that's a reasonable price. You know what I'm saying? Now, I can bring... You know, I bring the majors, but you know what I'm saying? You know, you can they pay, you know what I'm saying? Are they ready to pay $50, $60, every time I do a concert? That's, right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You see, the, the, the thing is, you, you in Alexandria, you got a whole lot of people that talk one way, mm-hmm. but their actions are another way. Mm-hmm. You, you see what I'm saying? You know, you can you can bring different people and they'll tell you all day long, oh man, yeah, I pay so and so with you. Do it and find out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're right about that. Yeah, do it and find out. And they're like, oh, I'm coming, I'm coming. Yeah. And don't come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well it, it, the thing is, a, a lot of them, they wait. Alexandria is, is, is a little bit different kind of nickel. It is. Than, than, than I've seen anywhere else. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You know, they wait till it's a certain way, a certain amount of people and, you know, this, that and the other before they feel like they're going to pay. And then if it's too much to their liking, mm-hmm. you know, they ain't going to pay no harm. You feel what I'm saying? They'll just, you know, they'll bypass. You know what I'm talking about? Why do you think the city is that way? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's an economical thing. You feel what I'm saying? Because, yeah, I mean, I see it like people like, oh, man, I'm going to go. Then they be like, uh, I ain't going out there. I ain't going yeah. to do it. It's, it's an economical thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, you got a lot of people that, that you know, like the, the the ones that got older and got responsibilities, you know what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. just can't, they can't go out every night the club open mm-hmm. and, and get it in. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then you got the ones that do go out every night, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, they come far and few, you know what I'm talking about? But the ones right. that, that, that can't go out every night, you know what I'm saying? You got, they got to pick and choose the times that they go, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then Alexandria doesn't have a, a whole mass of people that's going out, you know what I'm saying? So, you right. know, like a long time ago, I stopped concentrating on just to people in Alexandria, you know what I'm saying? I started concentrating on people from other places, you know, right? To get them to come here, mm-hmm. you know. Because mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I think I had this conversation before. I said that it is at one point in time your uh, your club was open, uh, the club up the road, uh, Thomas Club was open, three one eight. You know, we had all these clubs, and I was like, only about twelve hundred people going out. Twelve hundred? No, man. <laughs> I was just I mean, just giving a guess to no, me. No, man. On the average, mm-hmm. on the average in Alexandria, mm-hmm. if you just look at the people that's here that's going out, you might have out of all the clubs together, black and white, mm-hmm. without mine, mm-hmm. two, three hundred people. 
Two, three hundred? Yeah, you know, you be having 150 at this one. Yeah. 150 at that one, you know, 50 at this one, 60, 70 at that one. Mm hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, because I was like, I mean, everybody trying to fight for that, that same little pot of people. Well, well, you know, the thing is, you know, sometimes I guess I catch myself dreaming, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I go get these big, huge buildings because that's what I'm used to. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm not used to just having, you know, a, a small club. Every time that I've had a small club, I've had a big one, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I've always had more than one club at one time. You know what I'm saying? Right, because you had 5150 and Mansour. Yeah, and Good Times. Like the same yeah. time, yeah. You see what I'm saying? I've always had a small and a big one. You mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? You know, my thing is, you know, my my average, you know, I'm looking for, you know, eight, nine hundred thousand people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, them, them, them two, three hundred people, you know, that's that's, you know, to me, I'm not even concentrating on that. You right. Know? Right. That's, that's not something that I'm even looking at trying to draw one hundred and fifty people. You know what I'm saying? I don't right. even I don't even plan something that I'm going to do looking to draw three hundred people. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm, I'm looking at six, seven hundred people every time I do something, you know, exactly. thousand people, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 what you shoot for. Yeah. But I mean, this you pretty much get that. On the weekend still, right? Uh, them shows and, you know, on some of the regular nights, it's getting back to it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's getting back to it. You know, sometimes it falls off and then you got to shake it back. And, yeah, but it's nightclub know. business, right? Yeah, it's nightclub. You got to take the good with the bad. Man, so how are you still, like, you know, as, as mad as people were at you about the whole Boosie situation, you still get money. People still come into the club regardless. Well, how do you think you were able to, you know, keep your clientele that way? Look, here's, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you when you talk about the issue with the boosie, mm-hmm. the the way you talk about it is like that should have been the end of your career. Oh uh, no, I'm not saying no, that. No, no, what, okay. what I'm saying is, but I'm saying you say you you say let's talk about the boosie thing, okay? Then you go back and say let's talk about the boosie thing again, okay? See, that was just one issue. That it was re- this the most recent thing? I, I think that's on my mind. That was this really man, big. I had man, I had issues, man. Way were harder to overcome than that. You know what I'm saying? See, you know the the thing is, you know, with with with, with being mad, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of people was mad about it, but they was mad because they didn't know. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So that's why you know a lot of some types of situations you just got to just ride it out. They gonna figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Right. They gonna figure out who keeping it a hundred and who ain't. You feel right. what I'm saying? It might look like from the jump you ain't keeping it. 100 because they don't know all the details. Exactly. But as soon as they start seeing the details and time start passing, they start seeing it. They gonna see who keeping it a hundred and who ain't. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Right. Just like uh, I think they had an issue. Uh, somebody had brought Booster to Natchitoches, and uh, he got on Booster got on there and says they didn't have all his money. Yeah, he went in on that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then I seen you know some people put on on Facebook. You know, you know now I see you know Pratt the Cat kept it a hundred. You know what I'm saying. Mm. At least he had all the bread. And you right. feel what I'm saying. See, you know people eventually start seeing. Opening you know eyes, what I'm yeah. To it. And see, the thing is, when I tell people I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It it took me eight months to get that show right. Really? It took me eight months. Yeah, it was. I was supposed to do the show in on March seventh. Yeah. It took me eight months to, I know. after that to get that show. Yeah. I know it's that long after. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. See, you know, I had never forgot about that. Mm-hmm. And you know, people had started coming back. Even before I did the show. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I, w- I had never forgot about it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because one thing, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to go ahead and do it. You know what I'm saying? With the, you know, if it's a show, you know? Mm-hmm. If I if I owe people something for a show, they guarantee they're going to get it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in agreement with you with yeah, that. Yeah, they going to get mean, it. Every time I went to op- open you open the doors, I had a show. I enjoyed myself. Yeah, they going to get it. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I mean, the reason why I kept, I, I know I've asked a lot of questions about it, but 
I know there was a lot of unanswered questions with that. I know people were really talking about that. And I was, I'm just here to, oh, it was you know. one of the biggest things, you know, one of the biggest mishaps that I done had with nightclubs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, but but the thing is, you know, time and keeping it 100 going to overcome all of, you know what I'm saying, all the bad stuff, you know what I'm saying? Right. Once people start seeing that you keeping it 100 and it's some other factors that's taking play with what happened, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, they'll figure it out. Right. You know what I'm saying? It does stuff to yeah. open their eyes and see yeah. what's really now when going you on. Just, now, when you just straight up just beat somebody out their money, <laughs> ain't hardly no shaking back from that. <laughs> you, you, you can't hardly shake back. It's hard, hard, hard. To right. shake back from that Right You know right, what I'm saying right. Yeah it's super hard To shake back from that <laughs> Man so is there anything You want people to know That they don't know About Practicat uh, I ain't got nothing to hide You know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> I hustle You know right, what I'm talking about Right You know you I hustle. Yeah I hustle nightclub You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. You know I DJ You know I ain't much You know I do this You know what I'm saying I rather You know I like to DJ I do this before I eat breakfast In the morning You know what really? I'm saying Oh yeah man I'm my biggest fan. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. I'm my biggest fan. So you you eat records? I like to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm my biggest fan. Well, they didn't change it now. You know, we used the I used the records still, but you know they they yeah. got that digital stuff now. You know, and it took me a minute to get into that. You know. Right. So how do you really feel about that? With people coming in with the digitals, I know that's a big thing with DJs with those well, timetables. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I'm gonna put it like this here. Hmm. You you got a lot of DJs. That use them, what they call them, them controllers. The controllers, yeah. You got a lot of DJs that use them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm old. You know what I'm saying? I'm old school. So mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Turntables was what I learned on. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And I've always believed that when you DJing, and see what made me, what made Practicat so popular is because Practicat we put the turntables mm-hmm. up on the front of the stage. Right. Cut the lights up where mm-hmm. everybody could see it. Mm-hmm. And when you hear that record going, roo, 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 you see my hand moving. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? That was a show by itself. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? You know, playing the music and people watching you do that. Because it used to be a lot of people that used to just come just to watch me do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That was a show by itself. Them cats with them controllers, it, it's it's not a show. Yeah, they're not it's, really. It's not a. It's not working a, like no, that. it's not a. It's not a performance. You know what I'm saying? And and when you get outside, you know, DJs, the new DJs, mm. you know, they they look at DJing is not a performance. It's like they going to DJ. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's, it, they got to look at it as though they're performer also. You know what I'm saying? I've learned that from Tony Groove. Exactly. You Groove, know what I'm saying? I mean, Groove yeah. gives you so much knowledge. Yeah. And, you know, he says you have to give them something to make people want to continue to come. Yeah. You got to give people a reason. If, uh-huh. if you got if you got a little thing that's this big mm-hmm. and you, you know, mashing buttons and, you know, that's not a, you know. Right. That's not a show. You know what I'm saying? So do you think that disrespects the craft of DJing? Oh, uh, well, not disrespect. It's just a new age. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? But but the thing is about, about doing it like that, the DJ, see, nowadays, the DJ ain't popular no more the you new dj so? no they ain't the new djs ain't popular no more you why, see what i'm saying why because you say that? because here's the thing you could put practicat on an event by itself mm-hmm. but these djs these new djs 
you you can't just advertise them. Yeah. You know, if you, if you notice, a lot of people that do events now, they don't even put on there who the DJ is. You don't yeah. even know who the DJ is at a lot of this until stuff you, you go to there. until you get there. Mm-hmm. And then you don't know who he is sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? See, nowadays with, with the new DJs and, 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 and all that, the DJ is not even a factor mm. with some of those things. That's what made all of these people that promote these parties so popular. Mm. You see what I'm saying? They took all of the shine off the DJ mm. when it used to be about who was DJing at the party. Right. You see what I'm saying? Now nah, they don't care who DJing. It's all about who throwing the party. Yeah, you you're right you about that. You see what I'm that. saying? Yeah. They look at now. You know, okay, I ain't going to this party because so and so ain't throwing it. Mm-hmm. Or I go to these people party because these people throwing it. Mm. You see what I'm saying? See the new DJs. They, they they got they got to this new stuff which you know I can't blame them because you know if if you just started DJing well how you know anything you know you got a lot of DJs that ain't never even touched a record don't know what a record is you know right right the only thing they know is that controller so you know you can't get mad at them it's just the era that they came in but they don't take the 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 craft from using that and make a show out of it you know now I couldn't do it because I don't I don't I don't understand them you mm. feel what I'm saying you know right. I've I've tried to play on them but you know I just I can't do it you know what so I'm you they still in, you still using records oh yeah to this oh, day yeah. I still use turntables yeah man yeah so you I, them around yeah. and everything yeah. 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 <laughs> but I mean I mean that's what that's what you know and yeah that's, that's, stick that's to yeah it. that's what I know see the thing is if it's something that works mm. you don't change that you don't go too far outside of something that works mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you, you know you got a lot of cats that that dj and and like i say you know i ain't talking down on the new djs and i ain't right. mad at them you right. feel what i'm saying you know get it how you live you feel what i'm saying but the thing is when it come to to being famous well popular should i say i'm gonna say famous but popular right you you got to give people something to say this is what they recognize you for mm. you see what i'm saying you never hear me say that I'm the best or, or, or this, that, and the other about DJing. Mm. But you hear a whole lot of people, he the best. Mm-hmm. He the best I done heard. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? They People go out of town, go other places. Right. Hear DJs in Florida and wherever else, and they come back, man, Pratt, you the best I done heard. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you step outside of, of what made it work, it's going to be hard to make that work in some places. You feel what I'm saying? See, a lot of people, like here in Alexandria, mm-hmm. a, a lot of DJs, you know, you got a lot of DJs that live here. Right. But they can't work here. You, you see what I'm saying? Oh, right. Like they, they're not getting hired any clubs to DJ and this. Well, yeah, they're not working here. You feel right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it's because. You know, a lot of people see people in Alexandria. They used to see in Pratt. Pratt is a is a, is a every weekend thing. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? It ain't nothing new no more. You know what I'm saying? We've been seeing him twenty years. You know what <laughs> right, I'm saying? Right. But the thing is, people that the other DJs mm-hmm. when they see them, then they start recognizing what's good, right, and what ain't. And that's how you still stay relevant. Exactly. In 2016. That's, that's what I was getting to. Yeah. Okay. I was getting to the relevant part okay. that you, question that you asked me. Right, right, right. That's, that's how I stay relevant. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? By, by putting on a show when I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? See, nowadays with the, with, with the DJ with the controller, the hype man got popular. Yeah. 
the the, the party promoter got popular. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? See, I remember the time when it wasn't no party promoter, wasn't no hype man. You know, I, I would DJ the whole night at the club and would never cut the microphone on. Mm-hmm. Never had to say nothing. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I know a lot of, you know, several DJs that was like that. You know what I'm saying? That was that was just good at what they did, you know? Mm-hmm. They go to the club and DJ, they, ain't, they, they didn't have to announce that that's who they was or, 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 or play the sweepers and the, and the liners and all that through the music by who they is. People already know what it's hitting for. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, DJing then changed. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I'm going to stick with the old way myself. You know right. what I'm saying? I, I, you know, the, that, that new way, you know, and I, I didn't try, you know, some of that new technology stuff. That that new way just ain't. It don't work for I you. I can't do it. I just, just don't work for me. And I got a computer. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? You know, because the Serato thing, you know, I play, I play the records with it, but it, it's just some stuff that that digital just won't do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, certain things that I like to do when I'm playing music that that digital, it just, it it just won't do it. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think um I remember um I had I had put together this DJ competition. And I think you were like one of the only ones. It was you and an- another cat from Ben Rouge that had turntables cuz I don't think everybody else had turntables cuz I mm-hmm. think it was uh, it was you, Rolex, Derek B, Speedy T, Def. It's somebody else one other person I can't really remember, but Y'all were the only two on a turntable, and y'all was really cutting the records and, you know, f- yeah. switching forward, back and forth on the fader, you know? Yeah. And that's not just, that's, that's how it goes when you have the digital mm. controller. Like now, that. now, don't get me wrong. I, I listen at them DJs with them controllers, and they mm. make it sound good. Yeah. Man, they make it sound, I'm talking about, man, it, it, sound, it, sound, it sounds good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But when you in a nightclub, when you in front of people, right. how you did it, you know, you can make it sound good, but they want to see, you know, how you did it. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, they sitting there and they looking at you and, you know, it sounds good, but there's no visual to go along with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, my thing is I try to give them a, a audio and a visual at the same time. And that's what kept me relevant in the game. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you have the, like like we said earlier, people want to know and see something. They want to have a package when they come out. Like, oh, okay, he doing this. He's going to do this and do that. So that's what it goes a part of being your performance. Yeah, you okay. got to be, you know, a lot of, like I say, a lot of them don't look at it as they being a performer. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They, you know, they go there, you know, I, I see them, you know, and I, I notice a lot of things about, you know, different people at DJ, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, they go there and, you know, first, you know what I'm saying, a lot of them, they kind of be a little bit on the unprofessional end with it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you got to you got to care just like you're an artist too, you know what I'm saying? You got to, you know, you got to be just like, you know, you a performer just like everybody else, you know what I'm talking about? Right. You know, just like, you know, when I go DJ places, you know what I'm saying, I ask people, you know what I'm saying, okay, what you want me to just come DJ or you want the show? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? If you want the show, I'm going to bring the cases, the terms turntables and it's gonna look just like when you the stage gonna look just like if you go to one of them 80s concerts or something mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying you gonna see the turntable set up there with the lights on it and everything you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying you know but you know a lot of them you know they don't they don't take that to heart you know what I'm saying they just right. go there and then they wonder why you know they wonder why the money for the DJ ain't there like it used to be right that's why because they're not putting on the performance yeah it's not a, it's not a real show yeah you know what, what I'm saying? paying you for yeah, <laughs> exactly. That and that's what and the person that's that's promoting the party and all that they be like, okay, what I'm paying you for? Uh huh. Exactly. All right. I, I get it. Now I get it. Now. Yeah. All right. So man, so you've been DJing for a while. What are some opportunities that you've had uh, come across your table as a DJ? Two. <laughs> Coming out and pass. Yeah. yeah. Man, I didn't pass so many opportunities. It wasn't crazy. Really? Oh man. 
Elaborate. I, I passed up opportunity to go with Master P. Really? Oh yeah. What? How did you pass that up though? Man, I had that Lexus, mm-hmm. and 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 I was getting down with screw them, and and I just didn't see. The, the masterpiece, like I tell you, I was friends with Tavesta before he was even yeah. with No Limit. Yeah, yeah. And I remember the night Tavesta called me and said, hey, man, I got this dude named Master P. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm going to hook up with him. You know what I'm saying? He, 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 from, he from New Orleans, but he live in California. Mm-hmm. He got a record store out there, but he got music. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I said, all right, well, you know. Tavesta was like, man, you want to get out with it. You know, I'm like, uh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so. Tavesta would start sending me all of these CDs. I'm talking about just boxes and boxes and boxes of CDs and shirts, mm-hmm. all this no limit stuff. Right. So he said, "Well, man, look, P want to come down and do a show. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's go ahead and hook it up. He want to holler at you about some stuff." Mm-hmm. So I went and got that VFW. You know, right. And I didn't know Master P was that popular back then. You know what I'm saying? I had heard of him, but I didn't know he was there because I was dealing with them Texas cats. Right. But. Everybody else knew who he was. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, man, I got Master P down and put the commercial on the radio and all that. And I went there by eight something to open the door. Man, that line was from the front door all the way back to Main Street. Really? Oh, yeah. Damn. That's when I figured out. It's Master P. <laughs> yeah. You hit a lick. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he approaches you about this situation well, it was Tavesta. Oh, you know, Tavesta proposed. Yeah, okay. by that time, Tavesta was, he had made Tavesta the vice president. Okay, you see okay. what I'm saying? So. I, I mean, what did they want you to do? Like, they wanted you going to roll with them? I don't, I, I didn't get, the, you know, they wanted me to get on with them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they would stay ask me, you know, okay, well, you know, you, either you going to ride with us or you ain't. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and then, you know, that night, you know, we was back there, you know, that bathroom that's back there behind that stage at the VFW. Mm-hmm. Me, Master P, and Tavesta was, every time I go in the VFW, I look at that bathroom. Me, Master P, and Tavesta <laughs> was in that bathroom and we was talking. Mm-hmm. And I never forget, Master P was like, man, what you going to do? You know what I'm saying? I look, man, I got to go. Lexus over, man. I, I got to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> I never knew, and then and then by the time I got back to looking at him, I seen him and Pimp C on TV on BT. Yeah, with that uh, what was the name of that song? Uh, uh, sitting in the ghetto thinking mm-hmm. about that. I seen. I'm like, huh? Oh no. <laughs> P Is it too late Is it too late <laughs> <laughs> Yeah Dang man That was I mean That would have been huge for you Yeah I done passed up a bunch A bunch A bunch of opportunities To leave Alexandria You know what I'm really? saying But you know I like it here You know what I'm saying I ain't going nowhere So that's I mean Is it you staying loyal to home That made you pass them up Or Yeah that too You know what I'm saying I, I like it here You know yeah. what I'm saying it, It's nice and smooth here It didn't You know I done had some rough edges But you know Some rough times But it, it's nice and smooth here I like right. it I feel you, know? I feel you on that I mean I've, I've toyed with that A couple of times You know About leaving my city And I don't know Something keep Keeping me up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> you ask me now why you don't leave. You know what I'm saying? Why you don't go somewhere else? For what? <laughs> yeah, you've been here. You've established yourself yeah, here. Yeah, why would I leave now? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Too late to leave now. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is. Like, you've been here. You've established it. You've branded yourself here. Everybody knows what they're going to get when they get with Pratt. They yeah, know I that. Ain't, I ain't going nowhere. Right. So, like you're saying, you put on this performance, you put on this show. You've basically connected with your clientele oh, or yeah. the people. Oh yeah. You so you know who coming and how they coming and when I they coming. I deal with the streets, the hood. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. People say people say it's ghetto and they put all kind of stigmas on it. It's mm-hmm. this. And you know what's crazy? I see them same people that I don't go there because it's ghetto and I don't go to prep parties because mm-hmm. it's this. And then after a while. 
Here they come. Yeah, they gonna show up. All and a, and an old man told me a long time ago. All you gotta do is stay in business. That's mm-hmm. all you gotta do. Stay in business. Yeah, I know. I mean, I've been out the ATL West a couple times, and yeah. you know, I don't, I don't get down to little ratchets like what I. Yeah, you know, well, you know, you got your nose now, so you know, that ain't, you know, true. ain't no big deal. You that know what ain't saying? true. I done ran into them kind before too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I come out there with my little tennis shoes on. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, you know, you come out there with your tennis shoes yeah. on, your heels on. You know, I I get a big enough. Place where you know if you don't want to be on this side with these kind of people, go over there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, eight town West is huge. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge establishment. Well, it was really <laughs> one of the smaller big ones I didn't have, but you know. Yeah, but I mean, you know, biggest thing going on now. Yes, you know? in Alexandria, yeah. it's huge. Well, I guess we're gonna transition to the the next topic, which are the hot topics. All right. All right. Um, this portion of the show is brought to you by Catch the Sea After Dark, which is my online quote unquote TV show where you check it out every Tuesday night at 10 p.m. when we spill celebrity tea, but it gets a little, it's a little nasty. <laughs> That's all the way I can explain it. All right. All right, man. So we're going to jump, jump on into these hot topics. Hey, you know what? I- I'm going to be completely honest with you about that social media. Yeah. Man, all I do is get on there and put my fly on there, man, and that's it. I don't look at nobody else's business on there. I don't know really? nothing about what no well. If you look at my Facebook page, my I Instagram, know. all they got on there is my fly. I'm I'm concerned about me. Every day, all, all day, day. That's right. It's prayer fly. That's right. All day long. I'm trying to figure out now how to put it on there three hundred times a day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't, you know, whatever them cats doing is whatever they doing on mm-hmm. there. You know what I'm saying? I know they get a lot of people get on there and put all their business on there. They do. You know what I'm saying? And they put all of their, you know, Inside and outside business on there, you know what I'm saying? All mm-hmm. I got, all I do is get on there and put my flies on there. I don't be knowing what be going on on there. Really? No, I really don't. So you don't know the latest about Janet Jackson? No. Uh, Kevin? What Gay- oh, she, she's um, she's about to have a baby at, huh? at fifty. A baby? She's having a baby Ooh. at fifty. Uh, for her current husband. Oh, she married? Yeah, she's married. See, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't keep what? up with none of that. No, I don't keep up with nobody else's business. And look, top this off, where in the wind is that she um already had a child before this. You know, she's trying to say this is her first child, but people like, no, her brother Jermaine Jackson has been raising her, her daughter. And they were saying that control... They, they came out in the control era And the control was a like a Not a diss record but a record saying You know I'm sick of people controlling my life So they're saying uh, What? Don't know Brett where you been all day? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't look at other people's business, man. I, I feel you. Yeah, I don't. You know, when I'm scrolling on, I'm seeing, trying to see my flyer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I don't. You know, I don't get in other people's business on there. When I talk to people, mm-hmm. I talk to them about me and them. I don't. Hey, man, what's going on with you and so and so? I ain't got nothing to do with that. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that ain't gonna make me now another dollar. I ain't gonna gain nothing by asking them about their business. So, you know, I, right. I mean, you see a lot of that stuff, I guess, to be on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I don't get on there like talking, you know? Yeah. I got my Instagram linked to my Twitter, linked to my Facebook. So when I put it on Instagram, it go on the Facebook. Is it? Yeah, so I don't but go on print, there like talking. Your flyer is on Instagram all day that's, long. That's because I'm steady mashing that button. When do you sleep? I'll sleep all the time, but I'm mashing the button. <laughs> Cause yeah. I know it's been time Cause I know I get up in the middle of the night It's 3, 4 o'clock in the morning And it's on there That's right that's, A fresh that's, flyer That's right That's where it's supposed to be 
Oh, that, that's that. where it's supposed to be. Matter of fact, let me put on that right now. Right while, now. We, while we talking about it, yeah. <laughs> it didn't happen in the hood. I don't know about it. <laughs> I don't know. Man. I don't. I don't know nothing about Beyonce. And, yeah, that's yeah. that's not your thing. No, no. All right. Well, who's who's practically voting for for president? Who? Who you voting for for president? Ain't they already got one? I mean, the right now the presidential, you know. Candidates are coming forth, you know. Oh, I don't do no voting. I ain't got nothing to do with that either. You don't vote? Shit, no. Vote for what? Why? For what? Why you don't vote? I ain't never voted. Really? No. Why? For what? I mean, we get to put in someone that's going to help us make the country country better. You don't... What is your opinion? Please tell me. Okay. What they got to do with what I got going on? But I mean, whoever they make president, I, you could be president. I don't care. Don't make none of that make me no hell of any difference. But I mean, they they now, make things that change our lives. Depending on what kind of life you got. Okay. Now you know if you got a job, I guess, and you know the minimum wage or whatever, you know you might be concerned about mm-hmm. whether they gonna make it higher or lower or whatever. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But if you ain't no job, you worry about that, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? So you know all that people running for president, and all that. I don't keep up with that. Really? <laughs> keep up with that. <laughs> it don't concern you. No, I ain't got nothing to do with what I'm doing. Whoever they put in there to be president. Mm-hmm. Ain't gonna make it Where I can charge Five more dollars at the door You know what I'm saying I feel you Yeah you know So you know The people that I deal with You know I don't know whether They keep up with that or not But I don't You Not nah, at all No, nah, I ain't gotta do with that Now when people Now when the people Was running for man They was in your club Did you say you was gonna vote for them You never said that No right? I never said I was gonna vote for them <laughs> yeah. I said y'all gonna vote for them <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, dang. Yeah, it don't make no difference who they who they put in there as mayor and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. That they gonna do what they want to do anyhow. Right. Yeah. And it don't make you no never mind. No, you no. you still gonna get your money at the end of the day. I'm gonna try to. I yeah. feel you. Not, you know, they come to you know some kind of misunderstanding where they get in there. and I can't get no bread because of somebody that's in there, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna see who I need to see. But you know, other than that, you know, has the city of Alexandria been a pain in your side with your nightclub situations? Uh, certain people, mm-hmm. certain people. You know what I'm saying? You know they didn't, they didn't, they didn't try to come at me sideways a couple of times. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, and had to go get lawyers and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? To make them get their mind right. But you know, right? It is what it is. It is what it is. You know, anybody with a with a nightclub that's popping, you know what I'm saying? They gonna have some issues. You know what I'm saying? Like I say, if you, you know what I'm saying? If you, more money, more problems. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't got no money, you ain't got no problems. I feel you. You know. You're right about that, though. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I guess, you know, we've come to our end. Yeah. Let who you voting for, for? Who running for president? <laughs> you got Donald Trump right now. You got uh, that's oh, yeah, for Republicans. Right, yeah. now, 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 Donald Trump. Hillary Clinton. She's a Democrat. I, I hear a lot of people talk bad about him. You know what I'm saying? Here and there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, really look like that's who they ought to put in there. You know what I'm saying? I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah. See, listen, listen to this here. Okay, okay. Go ahead. Hey, listen to this here. All right. A lot of people look at things from the beginning to the end, mm-hmm. and they don't look at it from the end to the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That, that's where a lot of people, you know, get things, you know, kind of misconstrued. They look at a lot of things from the beginning to the end, mm-hmm. and that's the only way they look at it. Well, what about the end to the beginning? Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, Donald Trump a businessman. You know what I'm saying? That man a hustler. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Now, you know, 
all of that craziness that I hear him talk. You know, some of that stuff, you know, he can't do that whether he, if he get to be president or not. You know what I'm saying? Because he can't just make a call and say this high is going to be. You know what I'm saying? A lot of that stuff right. had to go through Congress and people had to sign off on it and all that. So mm-hmm. he can't, you know, he can say whatever he wants to say. You know what I'm saying? You know, but if you weed through a lot of the craziness that he that he talking, you know what I'm saying? The man, a businessman, he a hustler. He went bankrupt two or three times and it shook back two or three times. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? You know, you, you, they didn't have presidents in there. See the, the the way it looked to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If if they put a president in there and ain't got nothing to offer, cancel Christmas. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Oh, it's cancel Christmas. You feel what I'm saying? Right. They ain't gonna help them. They ain't gonna give them nothing. They ain't gonna do nothing for them. They gonna be trying to hurry up and get them out of there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, Trump. You know, he got money. You know what I'm saying? He got bread. You know what I'm saying? He got stuff moving. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, he get in there. You know what I'm saying? That bread. He gonna have that bread flowing. Yeah. Yeah. You think so? Oh, I know so. And, you know, the only thing that stands out uh, for Trump to me, him and Bernie Sanders, no, not Bernie Sanders, um, they weren't really politicians. Yeah, but see, nowadays it ain't about being a politician. It's about being a hustler and somebody that knows something about some business. Right. You see what I'm saying? See, the the country is a business. You know what I'm talking about? It is. You know what I'm saying? Now, you know, I, I heard something a while back that, that, that somebody I think they put on the Internet or something. Said that Donald Trump said something about sending black folk back to Africa or something like yeah, that. Yeah, people or, said that, but that man, yeah, he didn't say yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. You know, that's how much I keep up with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But see, this this is a thing a lot of people don't realize. You know what I'm talking about? And and and, and this is solid. If they take the United States right now mm-hmm. and they dig a trench right down through the middle of it mm-hmm. and put all the white folks on one side mm-hmm. and put the black folks on the other side, right now. What about all other nationalities that's here? Which side the Palestinians going with? They go to go on the black side. All right. <laughs> what side the Italians going with? They'll probably go on the white side. No, they going on the black side. They going on the black yeah, side. Yeah. What side the Mexicans going with? Black side. All right. Now, nah, now nah, you see, you understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Right. Okay. So, what makes what makes the black folks think that if they put Trump in there, that it's going to be a a loss for us? You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Black folks then made it. Don't care what situations we done been put in. It's true. You, you feel what I'm saying? Black folks built the country. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? White folks didn't build a country. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Everything white folks got, they took it from somebody else or beat somebody out of it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Man, you take them white folks and put them on one side, put the black folks on the other side, they're going to come find us to help them do what they need to do. You're not lying. You're right about that. They're going to come find us. <laughs> yeah. They, they, if you put white folks on one side and dig a trench where they ain't got no help, man, they're going to fall off. <laughs> How they gonna make it? You're right, cause all they know. I'm not gonna say they they steal from us, but I mean they take our ideas, How they create for themselves. You're right. You're they, right. They gonna be taking them when we trying to take them few dollars they got and throw them across that trench. Hey, y'all come help us. Mm-hmm. You know. You you're right about yeah. that. Black folks, you know what I'm saying. You put them in somewhere where it ain't nothing going on. They gonna make it happen. Right. We always make a way. Yeah. Some, they gonna make it happen. Yeah. Some kind of way we gonna make it happen. Yeah. I feel you. You're right. Well, all right, man. Let them know how they can find you and your flyers online, Pratt. Uh, all of it is DJ Pratt the Cat. Mm-hmm. That's all of it. Facebook, Instagram. Well, they changed my Facebook page to my name. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how they did that. You know what I'm saying? You know. Yeah, you had that. Wife, oh, yeah, they tripping. You know what I'm saying? They're going to do what they want to do anyhow. Yeah. So, you know, you just got to ride with it or, or, or don't ride at all. You <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. So, everything is DJ Pratt the Cat. It's yeah. your girl, a true lady. You already know to find me, such a lady85 underscore on Instagram. 
Such a lady 85 on Twitter. Or you really just truly have the search to hashtag catch the tea. You're bound to find me in all the tea I spill. You tuned in to Catch the Tea Podcast. Alright. Oh, shit. Are we gonna record it?